You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Today, I'm interviewing Mr. Alex Schlinsky from Prospecting on Demand. So a very important part of generating traffic and leads is actually prospecting, cold emailing, uh, meeting up with people on LinkedIn, and doing it in a very like non-pushy, salesy way. And Alex has the answers to all of these strategies. Well, probably not all of them, but some of them. And uh, he's he's quite he's quite the guy and gives a lot of insight to basically how to do a lot of cold emailing, cold prospecting. So this is also considered online marketing because you're reaching out on email. And it's a really cool episode. I think you guys are going to like it. But before that, of course, I wanted to introduce myself. My name is One Click Lindsay, and I'm with trafficandleads.com. If your website is sitting dead in the water and you need more traffic and leads, which I know you do, make sure you reach out and give us a call. Uh, we do everything from Facebook ads to SEO to PPC to landing pages and email sequences. After people go to a landing page, we follow up with amazing email sequences to turn those leads into clients. So if you are interested in, in having a funnel built for your business, make sure you reach out to us at trafficandleads.com. That is our specialty. And there is no reason why you have to know PPC or Facebook or SEO or any of these things or know where to best put your budget. That's why we're the experts and we can help you with that. Also, make sure you join me at theclicktechnique.com. That is a free boot camp that will basically help you create a nice, strong backbone for all of your online marketing. If you're not sure where to go, you're not sure if you're supposed to be on Facebook or you're supposed to be on Pinterest. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what articles to write. I don't know how many videos to do. Well, if you go to theclicktechnique.com, I give you my super secret strategy and formula for building a strong foundation to build more traffic and leads for your business. So check us out there. So let's hop into this awesome episode with Alex and learn a little bit more about cold prospecting. Welcome to the show. Hey, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So prospecting on demand, what do you guys do over there? It's a great question. Uh, Prospecting on demand is an online mastermind. It's a membership course, uh, and we really like to call it a family. It really matters to us that we have a really great community uh, that supports each other. Um, Mostly our focus in prospecting on demand is helping marketers and entrepreneurs grow their business. Most people in prospecting on demand are focusing on creating a digital marketing agency or consultancy of some sort. Um, And we help them by teaching them to utilize effective prospecting and sales systems. The great irony, Lindsay, online today is everyone wants to learn how to generate leads for local businesses, right? I want to work with chiropractors and help them get clients on Facebook and they'll pay me a thousand dollars a month and we'll get them leads. It's going to be great, right? And you see people selling courses on how to run ads on Facebook and how to create SEO content and how to do content marketing. But almost all of them forget about the one key aspect of being able to get those clients in the first place, which is actually prospecting. It's the great 
irony of it all in today's digital marketing space. So in Prospecting On Demand, our focus is not to teach you how to do a service. It's not to teach you how to go about delivering services for a client, but more so how to go out there and get a client in the first place for whatever your business is, whether you're doing web design, video marketing, Facebook advertising, whatever it may be related to digital marketing, I'll show you and our team will show you the best tips and systems to utilize to generate qualified leads who are willing willing and ready to pay you now, as well as the best ways to convert those leads into recurring monthly retainers that will pay you consistently every single month for your services. And that's essentially what POD is all about. Dang, I like it. Very clear. So here's one question that that popped up was, uh, there's a difference and maybe people in the audience don't know, but there's a difference obviously between sales and marketing. So what, so we know what the difference between those two are, but then you bring in this word prospecting. So in comparison to sales and marketing, what's the difference with prospecting? Excellent question. And I think it's always very important for everyone listening to understand that it's it's totally fine to ask a question related to what we call techno babble in the digital marketing space. Sometimes people get nervous that they don't know what a word means uh, and they think it kind of loses their positioning. They're not knowledgeable enough. But in fact, it's it's necessary to ask those questions uh, so that you can ensure that you're learning what's necessary to succeed in your business. Don't be afraid to ask questions. The, the only dumb question is not asking the question. So just one thing I want to preface with in terms of what prospecting is, uh, prospecting essentially means going out there. And actually creating opportunities to create leads for your business. Now, marketing as a whole, marketing and advertising as a whole is creating and constructing strategies to grow your business as a whole, right? Prospecting is a piece of that marketing strategy, which is specifically detailing how you are going to convert or get new leads for your business. And then the sales aspect is converting those leads to actually closed clients, So there's two main types of prospecting. There's inbound lead generation, which everyone ultimately wants for their business. Inbound lead generation means someone that clicks on an ad or someone that comes to you for your service. You don't have to outreach to them. They're coming to you for the service. One of the most common inbound methods is through referrals, right? A business creates a referral system. I'll pay you X percentage if you give me referrals and then referrals flood in. Those are inbound leads, through a prospecting system of referrals, right? Now, the other side of the spectrum is outreach prospecting. We focus on both in prospecting on demand. Now, the most common inbound lead generation method besides referrals is advertising online through Facebook, through Google, uh, display advertising, whatever it may be. Um, And those methods are to get qualified leads coming to you. In the outreach space, you are actually actively reaching out to people that you believe could become clients of yours. Now, either you're doing it yourself or you hire a team to do the outreach for you. Some of the most common ones are cold email outreach, LinkedIn outreach, Facebook outreach, cold calling, very common. I don't recommend it, but it's very common. These are some of the outreach tactics. Now, anything related to generating leads has to do with prospecting. That's exactly what prospecting is. Thank you. Awesome. So you said, I don't recommend cold calling. Do you recommend cold emailing? Without a doubt, 100%. The reason I don't recommend cold calling is just think about it from yourself uh, and, and put yourself in the client's shoes or the potential lead shoes. This is one major key to prospecting. The, the, the major two steps, and I'll, I'll kind of break this down here for you. 
the first step of prospecting is understanding your customer avatar right? You have to understand who your ideal customer is because you cannot prospect to someone that you know nothing about. If you don't know their pain points or their issues they're having in their business, how could you possibly help them with a solution that's random? You need to make sure you really understand their business, okay? On the other end of the spectrum in prospecting, what do you have? The other piece of the puzzle is not only ensuring that you understand the customer avatar, but you utilize effective methods. Now, Most people dive into cold calling just because it's pretty simple in this day and age to go on Google, grab a list of numbers, and just start calling. But it's actually quite ineffective. Even if you're very skilled on the phone, it's very hard to get someone on call that would immediately be interested in paying you X amount to do any sort of service, whether that amount is $1 or $1,000 or $10,000. Makes no difference. Think about it yourself. And I'm not just speaking to you, Lindsay. I'm speaking to the audience here. If you recently over the last year have gotten a cold call, if you've gotten one from the IRS, you've gotten one from some fake security system, Disney offering you a fake cruise ship. Have you ever actually gone through the process and paid them anything to do it? The answer is probably no, right? Because most people don't want to be solicited that way. So instead of doing cold calls, utilize more effective methods, for example, like cold email. Now, cold email is similar to cold calling, but it can be automated. It's not as abrasive or aggressive to the lead. And if you offer something of value to them on a cold email, you're going to have a great opportunity for them to want to work with you. And when you're saying cold email, are we talking literally finding some email list or finding people's email addresses and emailing them from your Gmail account? Or are you setting up, are you like importing them into a system or are you talking about LinkedIn in in mails, what are you talking about? Excellent, excellent questions. These are great questions. So there's a lot of different ways you can set up cold email. Cold email could be as simple as not having a very structured system, but saying, hey, I'm going to go on Facebook today and I'm going to look up 10 of my local chiropractors. I'm going to find their emails and I'm going to send them all an email, right? That's pretty manual, not very effective in the long run, but it could work. You could get a client And you that, send them right? an email with an irresistible offer or what are you sending them? Exactly. So um, some sort of prospecting offer, something to start a conversation. Usually my process is, is understanding that there's a process to actually getting leads. The first piece of the process is actually getting a response. After getting a response, then you want to get them on a call. After getting on a call, then you want to sell them. Each one of those three pieces are critical to your long-term success in prospecting. So whatever offer you make up front, whether you're manually scouring the leads uh, from Facebook or Google or from some uh, lead scraper, or you're going on LinkedIn and downloading your contact list, or you purchase the list, however you get the emails, when you send out a message, again, this is why it's important to understand your customer avatar, you need to ensure that the offer you're sending them is viable and useful and valuable to them. Remember in cold outreach, this very simple tactic. It's never about you. It's always about them. You are not their priority. They have other things to deal with in their life, family, kids, business, etc. However, they are your priority because they're the leads that will actually allow you to grow your business. So you need to make sure that the entire focus of your cold outreach is always on the actual lead. Hey, so-and-so, I saw you had a Facebook page and noticed some quite 
small tips I could give you in terms of potentially increasing the amount of people who visit your Facebook page or who come to your shop or who purchase your products? Would you be interested in learning more? Now, it's a very standard um, boilerplate message, but you might get some messages back. You might not. Now, the key is understanding what it takes based on your avatar to get them to actually respond Mm -hmm. to you. If you work, for example, in the dentist niche and you're looking to work with dentists, you know that there's some problems in the dental niche. For example, dentists don't want to spend any of their time learning marketing. They're focused on honing in on their craft. So they need to outsource that work to someone else like you. So what message could you provide to them that would show them or intrigue them enough to answer you, get on a call with you, and potentially purchase your product or service? Maybe it has something to do with offering them free leads. Maybe it has something to do with letting them know their website is not up to par in comparison to their competitors. Maybe you notice that they have an ad on Google and it's not actually working or converting the way it could. This is a key to your success. You have to have a prospecting offer, something that you're offering up front to then get a response, get them on that call and sell them. And those are the steps to the, to the piece of this puzzle that you need to create. The problem that I see, Lindsay, in today's marketing world is people believe, you know, there's a thousand different ideas out there, a thousand different methods to get clients. So basically have a whole bunch of puzzle pieces without the guide on how to put the puzzle together. And it's very frustrating. And that leads to shiny object syndrome and indecision. And then people don't take action because they're not sure what's going to work. If you're listening here and you're worried about taking action, stop worrying about it. Just start taking action. Even if it's as simple as reaching out to 10 people a day via email, and that takes you five minutes to do it, and you're just tracking the numbers and results, then so be it. Obviously, you want to have a more robust prospecting system in place, but just at least get started. Imperfect action is better than Mm. waiting. Promise Mm -hmm. you. I love it. Okay. So we have these emails and I can't just put those emails into MailChimp or Infusionsoft because there's the I can't spam laws. They didn't opt in. So I understand in a perfect world, you would like email them and then send them another email and say, hey, you didn't respond to my first email or whatever your follow-up sequence is. But that is technically breaking the rules, isn't it? Depends where you live. So great point in Canada. uh, You can't actually send cold emails. Um, I've had a couple people uh, in prospecting on demand from Canada and I would never recommend them to break the law. Um, but if they choose to, you know, go ahead and, and send cold emails themselves, that's that's their choice, right? Um, and I've not had a single person let me know that there's been an issue with it. I've had someone outside of POD let me know that he was sending cold emails in Canada to lawyers, which is ha. probably not the smart thing to do, um, and got one response back that said, I will report you, and he stopped doing it for there. So yes, if you're in Canada, obviously be very careful about what you're doing and always make sure that you're doing things, you know, above the line. Don't don't toe to toe the line. It's not necessary at all. But in terms of cold emails in general, you definitely hit the nail on the head. You do not want to use your standard CRM like Infusionsoft, Active Campaign, Constant what Contact. What do you want to use? None of those, Lindsay, are are utilized as cold email outreach. They're made for opt-ins, like you said. What you want to use is something that's made for cold email outreach. So that's going to be Woodpecker, Mailshake, QuickMail. These are some of the ones that we utilize and recommend. One? Personally, I like QuickMail. They all have their pros and cons. 
Um, the big thing for me is split testing because I'm always very keen on optimizing uh, my systems at all times. And a couple of them don't have very good split testing opportunities, whereas Woodpecker does, QuickMail does, Mailshakes, whatever. It, it, there's very, there's definitely a lot of pros and cons. The big thing here is just use something. Exactly. That That's the thing. You know, in this day and age, there's a hundred options for every you know solution. You have a problem, there's a hundred solutions to it. You just got to pick one. Um, and hopefully someone with, you know, that you respect and, and understand or admire or look up to, or that you're a peer of yours can, you know, push you in the right direction. So I just whittled it down for you to three, make a decision, quick mail, woodpecker, mail shake, go okay. after it. I'm guessing the same strategy goes for cold emailing your LinkedIn contacts. Absolutely. That's one of the ways to actually generate great quality leads. Um, so one of our big focuses in prospecting on demand is LinkedIn and, and prospecting on LinkedIn is just such a great network to create opportunities on. We actually recently had someone join POD this month. Um, and within two weeks of utilizing LinkedIn for the first time, uh, created a $40,000 app deal um, in under two weeks. Uh, it just so happened that the person he had reached out to had worked with you know, an app development team that wasn't up to snuff and they were looking for a new one. And it just so happened by serendipity that this guy had messaged him, offered him his services, uh, let him know that they do app development. And uh, all of a sudden, a app deal of $40,000 fell in his lap just from a single LinkedIn message. And paid for his prospecting on demand membership right there. Uh, 40 40 times over. So... um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Um, what's, what's capable, uh, what you're capable of with LinkedIn prospecting. But one of the great pieces of LinkedIn is anyone that you connect with, you can actually download a CSV file of all the emails and their, and their contact information. Again, you cannot put this into an active campaign, a CRM. Um, 90% of those CRMs won't accept LinkedIn as a opt-in. Mm-hmm. And when I say you can't, um, I mean, it, like it's you against can, but it's, yeah, it's a get, like you're going to get kicked out because they're going to report you. It's just not worth it, especially if your CRM is extremely important to your business, which, you know, most people it is. Um, again, this would be something you put into Mailshake or, or mail, um, or a quick mail or woodpecker. And essentially what you do is when you're sending out those messages to these people, you just let them know, Hey, we're also connected on LinkedIn. I wanted to shoot you over an email. Uh, make sure you actually got my message wherever you respond to. I'll make sure to get back to you there. So you can always let them know, hey, I'm going to be actually reaching out to you in a couple places, but wherever you respond, that's the one I'll focus on moving forward. So you don't have to worry about me bombarding you uh, consistently. And, and that's just another great way to grow your network and your opportunities. Awesome. So, I mean, if you export all of your LinkedIn profiles and you import those into one of those systems, then how do you make a personalized message since all of those people are going to be from different backgrounds? I mean, I guess you just have to be clever, right? Well, that's that's exactly why you want to niche down and specialize effectively so that you don't run into that problem. Mm-hmm. Here's the Here's the reality. Let's break this down pretty simply, okay? The idea is in business is to be as smart as possible. Yes, you want to work hard, but it's not about working harder than the next person. It's about working smarter than the next person. And it's also not about the competition. Don't worry about market saturation. Don't worry about what someone else is doing. If you focus on yourself and your business, I promise you your life will be easier. You'll have less stress, less less anxiety, Mm -hmm. less to worry about, and you'll be more focused on achieving what you need to achieve. Now, how does that relate here to LinkedIn exporting and importing? Well, it's mostly related because you need to have the right niche that you specialize in. So what does that mean? 
Let's say, for example, you decide that you only want to work with lawyers. So if that's the case and you only connect with people on LinkedIn that are lawyers, when you actually import them into a new email list, they're all in the same niche. They're all going to have very similar problems. So what looks like a personalized message only to a lawyer is actually an automated message to a thousand lawyers. And that makes a big difference. Now, let's take it one step further here. It's not just about the cold email and prospecting that makes it easier if you're specialized. But most importantly, and the biggest difference and benefit of specializing is going to be in your sales calls. If you have the sales calls, let's say you have five over the next week. One of them is with a chiropractor. One is with a financial planner. One is with a dentist. One is with a lawyer. And one is with an event planner. Now, when you get on the call with the financial planner and the call doesn't go your way, what can you learn from that call that you can then utilize for the lawyer? The reality is, is very little. You can utilize some of the techniques and tactics, but you cannot utilize directly the same questions because they're not the same business. You cannot overcome the same objection because they're going to have different objections. You cannot specifically pinpoint their customer avatar pain points because they're in different businesses. Mm -hmm. Now let's flip the script here for a second, Lindsay. Imagine you're only speaking to financial planners and you have five sales calls with financial planners rather than five different business owners. The first sales call doesn't go your way. You figure out that your pricing was too high and you couldn't overcome an objection of, let's say, time objection. You know, I, I don't have the time right now to do this. Well, before your next sales call, you go back and listen to the recording. Hint, everyone should record every single sales call you have to learn. Now, you go back, you listen to your recording, you see where the call started to slip away from you. Was it a question that led to an answer that you weren't looking for? Was it something that you could have added into this call that would have made a difference for them to actually pay you? What could you learn? You'll be amazed as, as much as you can learn and then implement directly on the next call because it's a financial planner who's going to have similar problems, similar issues, and similar objections, making your life a lot easier. So that's how you're able to do large-scale prospecting with it seemingly personalized because you're only really focusing on one or two niches. That's the key. I like that, and that makes a lot of sense. And a lot of people listening would definitely fall into that, like business coaches and stuff like that. So would you say like as a business coach, you should niche to just being a business coach for chiropractors? Or do you think that that's just a prospecting a prospecting tool is that you're just prospecting for them right now? Or do you have to change your whole business just to niche that deep into a specific place? Does that make sense? Yeah, that was a weird question. <laughs> yeah, it's an excellent question. Very, very good question. I get this question a lot. It's Alex, what happens if the niche is not good and I, I need to switch it? And this is fine. So there's two styles of a business. Okay. One, if you're, let's say you're a former real estate agent, all right. And you, but you really don't like the business of real estate. So you leave and you become a marketer. It seems natural to me that since you were a previous real estate agent, you consider doing real estate marketing. Because you know the industry mm -hmm. really well, mm -hmm. right? It would make a lot more sense. And you can also level with the people you speak to. Look, I've been, a, I've been a real estate agent. I know what it's like. I know it's frustrating. Let me help you get leads. Let me show you how to get buyer-seller leads, right? It makes it easier. But what happens if you go into real estate and you spend three months on it and your entire website's about real estate marketing and real estate coaching and all that, and then it all falls apart and you're not getting leads and it's not working? Then what happens? Well, then you need to switch the niche. But then you have to switch everything that you've done, right? So- Usually, 
what I recommend is having a niche for prospecting while keeping your business open for all opportunities. But it really depends on the type mm-hmm. of person that you are. If you're someone that's just an expert, 100% in financial advising, marketing, well, then you're not going to work with a lawyer. Just wouldn't make sense. May, might make it a little harder for you um, early on to you know, generate the opportunities. But as you build your authority in that industry, you'll become the trusted advisor. Now, if you're just a standard business coach and you're not really skilled in a specific niche, but you want to do some market research in one or two and learn a little bit more, then yes, your focus will just be on the prospecting side of niching so that if it comes to pass that, okay, I chose lawyers for three months and I just really haven't been able to be successful with it because um, you know, the pricing is not right or I don't know enough about the industry, I want to move over to do you know, dental niche now. Well, you don't have to really change much because now you just have to change your your prospecting okay. sequences and change that process. So there, it's definitely a both like both sides of the coin. You can do either one. I think the biggest determination is is really how skilled you are in the niche. If you're just diving into something that you don't have experience in, then you're not formulating your entire business around you being the expert in that niche because you're not. You're not. So. Pro- promote yourself as a business marketer or, cons- or a consultant, and then just kind of see where that path takes you based on choosing prospecting for that one to two niches. Um, before you go, I did want, since we're, I mean, the whole conversation is kind of focused around cold emailing. So let's say you've done, you've exported your LinkedIn and you've kind of prospected them or like, so is it my, do you have any hints on where to get these emails that we can actually plug into these pieces of software? Do I go to Google and I go to who is, or where do I find great lists of emails? I know, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to do it. So we actually have a tool prospecting on demand has a tool that scrapes uh, leads off the internet to uh, basically any niche. Um, and it's really, really effective. It works really well. Uh, it's also great for direct mail as well, which is another fantastic prospecting method because you get their their addresses, mm-hmm. their actual business addresses. But there's a lot of ways. You can hire a VA um, and give them specific you know, details as to what's qualified lead for you. And they can get you a list of 250 emails for like 30 bucks. That's possible. Um, you can scour the internet manually, which I'd strongly recommend you don't do. You can buy any lead scraper online, any, there is hundreds that will just scrape l- lists for you. But that's different than the piece of software you guys use. Correct. It's different. Um, we use uh, we use a little bit of a different coding. It's built on Ruby on Rails. And you guys personally built that. That's that's just yours. Correct. Correct. We built it. Um, excited about it. I worked, worked hard on it. Um, and uh, the results are, are really great. So we're really excited about that. So, I mean, that just seems too good to be true, if I may say so, sure. Alex. That I use your tool. I export a list of dentists. I have a really cool outreach email that says, hey, I can get you more... I can get to more clients and then I import that into one of these pieces of software and I hit send and then all of a sudden people are responding. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is the reality, but it's, it's not as simple as you make it seem because the real, Oh, well you made it seem pretty simple. (laughs) I'm just teasing, but do tell that you can just, you know, set it up in that exact way. Right. Okay. I get the, I get the emails. I have a good, I have a good, uh, you know, email sequence. I put the emails into my email outreach tool. I press send and now suddenly leads come in. That's true. You're going to get a certain amount of people to open it, a certain amount of people to reply to it, and you're going to have a system behind that. But if you want to be more the most successful possible, you need to have the extra step, the extra step to this piece, which is following up. How are you going to follow up mm-hmm. to these people? 
Are you going to find them also on Facebook? Are you going to message them back on LinkedIn? Are you going to set up a multiple email sequence? What are you going to do? That is the part of the process that really will change and and differ between someone that's very successful with cold outreach versus someone that's not very successful with cold outreach. Because at the end of the day, you're still reaching out and soliciting someone that may not be aware of who you are, but if your offer is strong enough, they'll be willing to answer it, get back to you, and work with you. Now, you got to remember one of the big keys to this is you might be messaging someone that has 30 emails that day and a timeline with maybe an hour of freedom during a nine to five business day, meaning they may Mm -hmm. never even see that message or only see it three weeks later. So you've got to consider that as well. What will you do to take the extra step in the follow-up process to really get over the hump? So that's the only part of of this puzzle piece that is really a wild card. And in terms of what you're going to add um, to this actual uh, plan and strategy in order to get these leads interested. But it really is as simple as you said in terms of generating the leads, getting the list, sending them emails in a sequence, getting responses, getting on calls and seeing if you can close them. All right. All right. I've kept you. I've kept you over time, Alex. Now, I want to know a little bit more about prospecting on demand before we go. Is it an open enrollment? Do you only open it once every once in a while? How much is it? How do I know more? Tell me more. Prospecting on demand is open enrollment currently. Um, We have uh, a mastermind, an elite mastermind program that is uh, closed enrollment uh, and opens periodically. So if you're interested in that, you feel free to let us know. Um, You can actually find more information about prospecting on demand at prospectingondemand.com or prospectingondemand.com slash welcome, which will take you directly uh, to the page detailing exactly what's included. Um, Awesome. Prospecting on demand has no cost. The reason why is because it's an investment. And that might sound like (laughs) clever. It matters. It matters a lot. Um, If your focus is on costs, then you're doing marketing wrong. And anytime you speak to someone about marketing, and if ever they ask you about cost, you have to stop them right there and then. Stop them in their tracks. Marketing is only effective if the focus is on getting a return on the investment. And that's our focus in prospecting on demand. And that's why it's an investment. Now, the investment is 997 one time or three monthly payments of 497 Ideally, the, the goal is if you get even one client in the lifetime of being a part of yeah. POD, you already get a quite a large return on the investment. But our focus is not just helping you get one client. We want to help people either get their first dollar online, their first $5,000 a month, and their first $10,000 a month. And we've helped over 150 entrepreneurs do exactly that um, and build over 25 uh, half a million dollar agencies um, in the last year and a half, which is pretty fantastic. And I'm very proud of that. Wow, that's awesome. All right. I'm going to I mean, I think you kind of did your 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 uh, spiel right there, but I'm going to turn the time back over to you again. Just repeat it again and anything else that you want the audience to know. Sure. Well, uh, the, the first thing that I want the audience to know is don't be afraid. Don't be scared to go out there and, and make something happen. I like to remember sometimes that, you know, it's okay if you make a mistake. It's okay if something doesn't go the way you want. Don't look at at failure as the end of the opportunity. Just look at that as the continuation to your success. If you accept failure and you let that sink in, you will just become normal and succumb to failure consistently. Instead, challenge yourself to overcome failure. Don't say that I failed. Say I learned. Don't say I didn't, I was unable to do this. Say 
I couldn't do this now, but now I know what it takes to make Mm -hmm. it happen. Always find every opportunity as a learning experience. That's my biggest and most important piece of value I share with as many people as possible. Doesn't matter what you're purchasing, what you're selling, what you're doing in your life. Just remember that if you're getting 1% better every single day and you're focused on learning and taking every opportunity as a learning experience, it's impossible. It's impossible for you not to succeed in the way that you want to. So go out there, make things happen, and really start pursuing your dreams because they're more than possible. Thank you so much for being on the show, Alex. Lindsay, it was fantastic being here. I appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. Well, there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Alex was such a great guest, and I'm so glad he was able to come on and give us all of his top secret information about prospecting. So always appreciate my guests for being so open and honest and transparent in all of these amazing strategies that they have been able to master and is willing to share with us so that we too can master the art of traffic and leads. So before we go, if you like this episode or if you like this podcast, please take a moment and leave us a review at our Facebook page, which you can find at just facebook.com slash more traffic and leads, or of course on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this, we would love a review. Or at the very least, if you have a friend or a business partner or a a group that you attend a networking event, you could always mention how amazing the Traffic and Leads podcast is. That would be super awesome. And again, if your website is sitting dead in the water and it's not doing anything for you, you're not collecting email addresses, your phone is not ringing, and you want to start online marketing or you're in the middle of online marketing, but it's not working, make sure you reach out to me at trafficandleads.com. Until next time, we will talk to you guys later. Oh,